When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Justin Strong and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, a man not afraid to come face-to-face with his 12-year-old self, Ryan Nelson. Justin, I'm always ready to discuss mouth mullets. <laughs> I forgot about that line. <laughs> yes, mouth mullets are, are awesome. That is, a, that is a, Hey, I had one of those for a while, too. So I did, too. So I will, I will gladly talk about mouth, mouth mullets. All right. Uh, I've been listen- uh, if you've been listening to the podcast since we started a few months ago, thank you for continuing to listen and make us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed as we talk about the Netflix movie The Adam Project. If you are new or a regular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a $3, $5, 10 or $20 level. And when you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show just like our newest patron. Savannah Barnes, and I'll let you take over, Ryan. Uh, this this is a person that is, uh, let's just say, very close to me, <laughs> but they're using an alias also, uh, because they wanted to be secretive, but we're very thankful for Miss Savannah Barnes we are, uh, we are, joining us. We are very thankful for Miss Savannah Barnes, so we appreciate her joining us. She came to us at the highest level, the $20 level, so we're, we're really wow. appreciative for that. Uh, if you can't be a patron, you can help the show out by writing us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating, and if you have time, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you do write us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on air next time we record. Both of those go a long way in getting the show in the ears of new listeners. All right, so we are talking about The Adam Project today. What were your thoughts going into it? What were your expectations? And just kind of what were your overall thoughts coming out of it? Okay. My expectations, I thought it was going to be good because uh, I like Ron Reynolds. Mm-hmm. I like uh, sh- the director, Sean Levy, right? Right, Sean Levy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I like the stuff they, he, they've they both done. I like the stuff they did together. Right. Uh, I like the cast, and I like time travel sci-fi movies. And I came out enjoying this even more because this was a throwback to 80s yeah. uh, movies mm-hmm. like uh, Back to the Future, Last Starfighter, uh, uh, God, I thought Batteries Not Included, yeah. all those movies, right. uh, like that, like that. It was, it, it felt like an '80s movie. Yeah, it, kind of, it really did. Uh, I had to, you know, I was really looking forward to. It. There are a lot of things though I did have some issues with going into it. So I mean, there are a lot of things I liked. There are a lot of things I didn't. I wasn't just real thrilled with coming out of it. So uh, I may have a slightly less uh, positive opinion than you. But overall, I did like it. I did enjoy it. There's just some things about it that I just. Uh, I, I just wasn't a huge fan of. So let's go ahead and get into our overall thoughts of it. So let's talk about Ryan Reynolds first for just a second, because one of the things I've always thought, and I wasn't really sure if I was correct about Ryan Reynolds, is 
that he is a lot like Nicolas Cage. That when Nicolas Cage plays a part, Nicolas Cage is playing himself just in the role of whatever it is. But it is very much, you're watching Nicolas Cage. I mean, he has, he plays a part and he plays it the same way every single time. Ryan Reynolds, I've always thought was the same way, but watching this movie confirmed it because the kid who plays uh, the young Ryan, uh, his name is Walker Walker Scoble. Unbelievable. He is the reason they got him is because he can do an exact impression of Ryan Reynolds. I mean, that was the, my first impression going into this was he is nailing a Ryan Reynolds impression, and I was like, oh my goodness, that, and that confirmed it for me because they had to find a kid who could be a young Ryan Reynolds. And so that's the reason why I was like, that's that confirmed my theory. But just what are your thoughts, just kind of in general, on that? Yeah, I, I agree with you. Ron Reynolds is uh, a lot of times playing himself right. or playing his new stick that he's right. he's mastered. Let's yes. just be honest. But he's not the only person who does this. No, he's not. And that- yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so, but you are correct on Walker Scoville because there is a video out there, and you could easily find it, where he is doing a monologue. Uh, from Deadpool 2 right. and Rod Reynolds is in the car and he's doing the cursing and everything right. and Rod Reynolds is like just laughing <laughs> and looking <laughs> awkward but he incredible incredible impression and this kid is good yeah and the reason apparently that he is so good at doing Ryan Reynolds is because he's like watched since he was seven years old he's watched Deadpool and Deadpool 2 like 700 times great I mean, parenting <laughs> like I said normally I would say the letting your kid watch, you know, Deadpool at seven years old is probably not the greatest parenting decision in the world. But you know what? It got him a role in this movie. So, that's right. Yeah. So, so what am I to say about that parenting choice? But, uh, but yeah, that's the reason why he has gotten this. Now, I'll be interested to see how his career goes from here. Uh, you know, and we'll talk about that, I guess, a little bit later on. But uh, what are your, just the things that you like the most about this? Uh, I liked. Um... I liked that relationship because the kid yes. was good. Yeah. If he's bad, <laughs> this is a horrible movie. Right. And he, you mentioned this. I did not realize that this show had possibly been in development back in 2011. And you, we talked about this a little bit earlier. And Tom Cruise was supposed to play this role, uh, correct? Yes, Tom Cruise. I can't see Cruise and a little kid going back to back like, no, like Ron Reynolds. I can't either. And I think that's one reason why I think this movie works well. Because honestly, if you do get Tom Cruise, I don't think the child pick is quite as important because Tom Cruise doesn't have, I mean, he doesn't have this just glaring, like, okay, this is what Tom Cruise does in a movie. Uh, you don't have that with, with him, so it wouldn't have been quite as crucial, but with having Ryan Reynolds in this, you got to have somebody who, you got to have a child that can convince you that they were a younger version of Ryan Reynolds, and he does. I mean, he absolutely does. Their chemistry on screen and how they operated together was absolutely fantastic. I mean, it wasn't just him doing a great Ryan Reynolds profession. He was, but they just worked really, really well together. I mean, it, you kind of felt like Ryan Reynolds was like, oh my gosh, I was like this at 12 and I must, people must have hated me when I was 12 because this is what I was like. So that, yeah. but yeah, you're right. I, I love the, the the chemistry between those two. What else were what are, what are your good thoughts uh, on this? Jennifer Garner as yes. a mom, man, she's she's. I know she has to be a great mom in real life. She has, she just nails that role, and she's going to be playing it for a long time. Unfortunately, now she's you know, I, I don't know if she is fifty or close to fifty, yeah. but just really, really, uh, just superb at, play, at playing the mom role. Yeah, and I didn't see that coming, uh, but I'll be real honest with you, because this was the first time I think she's ever played a role like this. No, she was in that movie, 
Steve Carell and her parents. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that movie? I don't remember. But yeah, you're you're right. But yeah, she. This is going to be something that she does. That's this is going to be the next phase of her career. Basically, is she's going to be this, uh, you know, attractive mom that does a really good job of just, you know, you feel sympathy for because you feel a ton of sympathy for her in this in yeah. this in this role. Uh, it's one of the absolute things I loved about it is. You know, she's doing her best uh, to make it work for her and her son uh, after having lost her after having lost her husband. Uh, we don't know why her, her husband dies. They never explained that. Uh, and that's kind of one of the nitpicks I have about this. But we don't know how he dies. Uh, but she's doing the best she can. She's trying to let it be known that, you know, she's trying not to let Walker, uh, not Walker, uh, Adam know that she's struggling with this. And she's trying to put her best foot forward. And she think and this is one of the things that, Grown-up Adam says, you know, she doesn't have it all together. She just wants you to think she has it all together, and she's doing a really good job of, job of that. All right, what's some other things that you enjoyed about this? Uh, Mark Ruffalo is the scientist I'm always in for. Yes, that's always good. And I like the, the tension that was between Mark Ruffalo and uh, his, his uh, character, the dad, and Ryan Reynolds as the grown-up version of Adam. Because you get the sense when we first meet the grown-up version of, of uh, Adam that, you know, he loves his dad, you know that, but we don't get this idea that there's a lot of frustration that he felt with his dad, and we finally see that once he he meets him in 2018. So I really like that tension that they have between the two of them. I like the fact that they really, you know, it's one of those things that, he, it's not that he was a bad dad, it's just, you know, when you have a job like his that requires so much time and so much effort and energy, it's hard to really, you know, be there like you should for your for your for your kid because it's this whole you know the whole work life balance and all that type of stuff. So I really enjoyed that part of it. Yeah, and I think the tension scenes work even better because you've got young Adam there in the middle. Right. Exactly. He's kind of explaining explaining to Big Adam. Right. You know, what 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 actually happened? Right, he because uh, grown up Adam has forgotten a lot of the stuff that that his dad did that he enjoyed and the things that he liked. That's that's he hasn't really been able to focus on that. He's just been focused on what he lost and what he missed and how that is affecting him and how it affected his mom. Uh, because you know he has he has an incredibly soft spot for his mother. I mean that scene in the bar uh, when Ryan Reynolds was talking to Jennifer Garner was just absolutely absolutely emotional a wonderful moving moment between the two of them uh and like i said we don't really get that toward until we get closer to the end of the film or ryan reynolds and mark ruffalo so yeah, yeah you're right about that uh so what are some other things that you enjoyed anything else or... uh oh yeah there were several th- I, oh, yeah. I really like zoe saldana i like when she's kicking butt and anything yeah. Yeah, and she's... when she when she comes on and then they had the the fight and then the chase scene I thought those were fantastic. Those are really good action pieces. Yeah, I liked her a lot. Uh, I didn't. I hate the fact that she wasn't in it as much as I yeah. thought she was going to be. But when, I, when they when I saw her in, in the cast for this, I thought she'd been in a lot, and she, she's she's not. So, uh, but when she's in it, she's great. So I, I will definitely agree with you on that. When she's in this movie, she's absolutely wonderful. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of some other things. Uh, I like the fact that they, you know, they do a good job of explaining the time travel portion. Yeah. Uh, that is one of the, the harder parts of a time travel movie is getting that to where you can understand it. And, and for the most part, it, it, they kept it pretty simple. Uh, you know, we can do time travel. And when we can do time travel, it's, 
you know, it does affect the future. So when things change and we kind of, everything kind of settles in, you know, they disappeared at the end because that was, they now were in their new future. So, uh, and, I, and I like the, uh, there was a very funny scene where, where young Adam asks if it was a multiverse. Yes. And, and he's like, it's not a multiverse. My God, we watch too many movies. Yes, I know. That was a, that was a wonderful scene between the two of them. Especially someone in the Marvel Cinematic Universe saying that. It makes it even better. Right. And he's about to be officially introduced into that yeah. uh, here not, not to just through, the future. Through multiverses. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. So, like I said, that, that was a good scene. Uh, and, you know, just... Like I said, it goes back to just the way those two interacted with each other. I mean, th- those two were just absolutely fantastic together, and that's one of the things that I did like about this film. Uh, some other things, what were some other things that you liked? Um, I thought there was one thing that we're going to talk, I know you're going to talk about that was bad with the CG stuff, but besides that, and it involves the bad guy. <laughs> oh, what was that? The, the de-aging. Yes, okay, yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Uh, Her face, that whole thing. Besides that, I thought the special effects, especially for a Netflix movie, Mm -hmm. were were really good. I thought the the planes looked cool. Right. I thought thought they were good, but I I thought they were good for a Netflix. What you said there, for a Netflix movie, they were good. I think that, but if I were to put this on, like, if I were to judge it on a regular movie... I don't think they were great. Does that make sense? Yeah, especially I watched Free Guy, right? Which the special effects in that are a lot better. They're spectacular. They're absolutely yeah. spectacular. But yeah, well, uh, but yeah, that's that's one of the issues I do have is the fact that the effects in this were not spectacular. Like I said, they were good for a Netflix show, uh, for a Netflix yeah. movie. But and you can tell that there is a budget difference between because we're going to be talking about Free Guy when we do our midweek episode. Uh, so. There is, you can tell the difference between the budget you have for the Netflix movie versus the budget you have for uh, the uh, 21st Century Fox movie. There's a huge difference in the two, yeah. and you can you can tell it. Um, the, the issue I have, let me go ahead and get some of these. I'll see what you think on them. You, there were some good action sequences, but a lot of them, uh, the ones with Zoe Saldana I thought were good. That chasing was really, really good. I yeah, enjoyed that yeah. one. The rest of them, I was kind of bored in. I'll just be real honest with you. I don't know what you thought about them. No, I thought like the f- the first couple fight scenes I thought were good. I can see that on the final fight. Yeah. But I thought Young Adam added to those fight scenes with him being involved. Right. right. I, like I said, I like the fact that they did involve him. Uh, but just in general, just because I guess because they did such a good job with the emotional stuff, with the family stuff, with Adam and. I guess the reason I was bored is because I was enjoying so much the interaction between young Adam and old Adam. When they got away from that, anytime they got away from it, I just wasn't as intrigued and as encapsulated as I was when those things were going on. So when they started doing the fight scenes, they started doing the action scenes, you know, I just, it wasn't capturing me nearly as much as those were. Uh, like I said, and I think it's just a difference in, in budget. I think when you get to a Netflix show, a Netflix movie, we mentioned this in our patreon only uh podcast they struggle with their movies sometimes and i think this is where it starts to show up uh is the fact that the they did a really good job with those emotional moments i mean the stuff between ron reynolds and jennifer garner spectacular i mean the short amount of time that we got with jennifer garner and mark mark ruffalo you know that, that was one of the big marketing things that they did going into this was this was the first time that these two were working together as a, as a couple since 13 going on 30 yeah uh, 
you know, when those two were together for what short time that they were, they were fantastic together. Uh, it's like I said, so uh, when I'm watching an action movie, I want my action movie, I want to be as just enthralled in the action as I am in the emotional stuff because the emotional stuff is great and I just really wasn't. So like I said, maybe and that was just me. Uh, like I said, some people may not agree with it, but that was me. Well, I have to say, though, when you, if I was ranking Netflix originals, this would be towards the top. Yeah, it would be. It would be. Because like, this is the best Ryan Reynolds. This is better than Red Notice. This was better than the. Michael see, I like Bay Red ones. Notice better. I like. I liked it. Really? And I really did. Uh, but that's just like I said. I just like the chemistry that those three actors had in Red Notice. No, I, I. Yeah, I just thought this plot and everything was better. Uh, I like. I like this better than Six Underground. That was the Michael Bay, Ryan Reynolds, and I enjoyed it, too. Okay, I never saw that one, so I'm not real sure. But, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of movies. I haven't seen a whole lot of the movies because every time I watch a Netflix movie, it's like you said, they're not great, so I end up turning them off pretty quickly. Uh, I mean, I saw Bird Box or whatever it was. Yeah, uh, that one was all right. It was yeah. all right. It was, it, like, it's to me it was, this is better than bird box uh but like i said like i said and i enjoyed this movie i don't want people to think i didn't like it there were just some things that just didn't i just couldn't didn't really like now the next I, thing go ahead i was gonna say i would put this up there with i don't know if you saw it chris hemsworth movie extraction yes i, I thought did. it was really good yeah. i put this and i liked uh triple frontier that had a bunch of oscar isaac ben affleck okay I didn't see that. I, one. I, I, it, I would put it was an action, straight action movie. Okay. Uh, it, I would put it s- s- up there with this. Yeah, I did like the Chris Hemsworth movie. I, I, yeah. I remember liking it. I didn't even. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, so I don't remember it just real well. But I did remember enjoying it. Uh, one thing I didn't like was you know they talk a lot about how the future is so awful. This is one thing I just didn't like is they did nothing to convince us of that. I mean, at least like they mentioned the they mentioned like think about Terminator. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. At least with Terminator, we got a few shots and a few scenes of what it's like in in the future. And, and right. So here we get nothing. I mean, we don't get any any scenes from the future. We get nothing to give us this, an idea of what it actually is like in the future. So it's really hard as for me, the viewer, to be convinced that everything is this awful in the future because we haven't we don't see anything in it. And, and that's a fair point too, because as we're going through. The last few years that haven't been great. That's the last thing I want to hear. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's, about, it's about to get even worse. Yeah, exactly. but these are the good years. Yeah, don't tell me that this, these are the good years. These years have, have been really tough. So don't tell me that these are the good years. Uh, but yeah, so that was one issue I had with it uh, was I just didn't uh, like I said maybe it is a horrible place, but you know we don't really have anything to judge that by. And like I said, with the Terminator movies, which they actually reference in the movie, we get scenes. Not a lot of scenes, but you in those short scenes that we get, we understand just how bad it is in the future. We don't really get a, a, a sense of that in this film, even though they want you to believe that it's just absolutely awful. Now, I don't, I, I don't want to pile on this actor. Look, Catherine Keener has done a great job in her career uh, as being like the fourth or fifth build actor. Uh, she's done a wonderful job. But she has some stuff where she's been a little bit higher build in her career, but a lot of it has been, you know, she's fourth or fifth on, on the list. And I think she does a really good job of being a villain. I just don't, I didn't find her intimidating. Yeah. And the the de-aging thing yes. was just so awful because they obviously hired a younger actress that sort of looked like her. Right. But then every once in a while you would see the de-aging. Yes, I right. don't know why they just didn't use that young lady because they looked alike. Yeah, they did. They looked alike. And I think what they were trying to do, honestly, because when I look back to look up kind of just some things that Catherine Keener had done in her career, what got her like her start was a she appeared as like the love interest for Jerry Seinfeld in a Seinfeld episode way, way back when. And she, I think they were going for that look 
that they that she had back oh, then. Okay, because uh, she looked very similar to to what she looked like in that episode of Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's like I said. I mean, look, one thing I liked about Kinger, uh, excuse me, uh, one thing that I liked about her career is she knows. I mean, look, she's not unattractive. Don't uh, don't don't misunderstand me here. She's not an attractive lady, but she knows that. Her career is not based on how attractive she is. So, like, Jennifer... She's not Jennifer Garner. Yeah, she's not Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner, a lot of what she's going to be able to do as she gets older will still be based upon how her how she looks. Uh, same thing with Jennifer Aniston. Uh, you know, those people who... A lot of what their their stardom is based on is their uh, just how, how youthful they can look throughout the, the course of their career. Catherine Kinger has said, you know what? I'll never be that star, but I can still have a really good career as this, you know, as not the not the main star, not the star that just absolutely is the headliner, but as like she's basically the fifth bill person in this in this film uh, behind yeah. uh, Ryan Reynolds, behind Mark Ruffalo, behind uh, well I guess fourth bill behind uh, no probably fifth oh uh, yeah yeah Zoe Saldana and Jennifer Gardner so she's 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 fifth in line and that's a great place for her and like I said but and like I said in this film. She does. She's a good bad guy, but she likes it. She just didn't feel that intimidating. And the whole, you know, I just didn't like the way that they ended her character. Uh, I really, honestly, would have liked to have seen the younger version of her because there was an obvious, yeah, there was an obvious difference between the younger version of herself and the older version of herself. You know, it would have been great if you know the younger version had done something to kill the older version because she knew that's not what she wanted to be or something like that. No, know. you're right, and they were trying to, to try to lean that way, yeah. And I and I, I see what you're saying. She really wasn't, and she was trying to be intimidating. I feel like we miss maybe some scenes got cut where she right. was even even more of a villain. Uh, she's a great actress, and I, yeah. I've loved a lot of the stuff she's been in. Uh, I actually watched the forty year forty year old virgin not long ago. She's right. really great in that movie. Yeah, she was good in that. That was, that was the first thing that I really recognized her in was that. Like I said, I, I didn't remember her in the Seinfeld episode. I remember the episode when I actually looked it up, but I didn't remember it when I, before this. Uh, one of the guess one of the issue I, one issue I have with her character, she's got the younger Adam dead to rights. I mean, at the end of the movie, you know, she's talking, this is one of the reasons why I didn't find her intimidating, I guess, is because if she's this ruthless killer, which is kind of what they're making her out to be, she would have just killed him. And then the older Adam's done. You don't have to, and you know, the dad isn't going to really be able to do that much. So I'm like, why didn't she just kill him then? So like I said, that was one of the reasons why I just had a really issue with, with her character. I I don't think it was Keener. That was the issue in this. I just kind of think it was the writing in in this instance that I had, had an issue with. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's a fair assessment about, you know, like you said, and it's, it's a trope in a lot of action type movies, like the villain, (laughs) the villain plays around and doesn't kill. Right. And that's, that's what they fall into in in this as well. So like I said, it's just, I don't, it's a, it is a trope, but it just was not consistent with what they were trying to get us to believe about this character, that she's this ruthless killer. She just would have killed the kid once once she she had him in that situation. Uh, What did you think about Scobell and the, uh, virtual reality gloves and all that type of stuff. I, I thought I thought that was kind of fun. It kind yeah, of I did too. Me, uh, what was that movie? Uh, oh man, with with Fred Savage where he had like the Nintendo glove. Oh, that was uh, the, the wizard. wizard. Yeah, the Wizard. Kind, kind of had those vibes, and then I saw where people were making the comparison that Walker Scoville he had a scene where he jumped down 
and he kind of looked like the Hulk. He looked yeah. like Mark Ruffalo, and he looked like Ron Reynolds' as Deadpool. Yeah, he did. He had. I think they even said like superhero pose or something like that. Yeah, at, at that yeah. Point, so. So. But yeah, I, th- I thought I thought that was cool. I liked him playing with the drone and stuff too. Yeah, like I said, I mentioned this earlier. I'll be interested to see what happens with this kid because yeah, me too. Because I think he's talented, uh, but you know the reason he was cast. He has done nothing else. This is his first thing ever. Uh, he this is his first film to ever be in, first TV show. The reason he got this is because he can do a spot on Ryan Reynolds. So I'll be interested to see, you know, if he can branch out from this. Uh, like I said, or if, like, you know, for the next five years, if, you know, if uh, somebody's like, okay, well, I need a kid that can, I need a young kid, but I really want somebody who's kind of like Ryan Reynolds. And that's, he just gets pigeonholed into this into this role. So I'll be. The, the, the smart Alex son in every movie. Yeah. Like I said, I hope that's not the case for him. I, I want to see him do more. Uh, but I'm afraid that might be end up being the case for him. Well, when you're a kid his age, you know, you unfortunately have to take what you can get. Yeah, you do. You absolutely do. So, yeah. Uh, well, like I said, I'll be really interested to see what happens with this kid because, like I said, he's every review, whether it's been positive or negative, it's been it's been mostly positive. Uh, right now, it was running at 68% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Google users love it. It's at 93% on Google. Um, but it's 68% on critics for Rotten Tomatoes. A lot of people like it. There are some people who don't like it that much. Uh, but every almost every review, they're, he, they're praising the kid or they're like, and we'll talk about this when we talk about Free Guy, there's it's like too much. You know, like you got two Ryan Reynolds on the screen. Some people don't like that. Uh, Those people suck. <laughs> they do. And we'll talk about, like, so we're going to talk about, about Ryan Reynolds when we get to Free Guy. But, uh, but yeah, like I said, so, I mean, if, if, you like Ryan Reynolds, you're going to like this movie, I think. You'll come out with the, at least a mostly positive uh, review of, the, of this film. Uh, okay, i I, I got to mention this again. Who would not like a smart aleck 12-year-old and this <laughs> and them going, him going head, toe-to-toe, right. head-to-head with somebody who's so known for this? Yeah, and like, it just, I think it just boils down to what your opinion on, on Ryan Reynolds. Apparently, because yeah. you mentioned this to me earlier, and we'll talk about this yeah. free guy. Ryan Reynolds appears to be a, a bit of a lightning rod for for people. Uh, you either love him or you hate him. Uh, most everything that he has done, I have enjoyed his his stuff in. Uh, but if you don't like Ryan Reynolds, you're going to have a hard time with this film. Because uh, you get not only the older Ryan Reynolds, but you get the, a younger version of him as well. So uh, it, it would be difficult for people. But like I said, overall, in general, I did enjoy this movie. But there were some things I had, to, had issues with. But for the most part, I liked it. And I'm going to give the kid more credit because there are some shows and movies where they have a, a kid who's like throwing out one-liners and they're not funny yeah they're not and, he, and this kid he was nailing them yeah he was he was absolutely nailing them so i mean and it's like you said earlier getting the kid that can do what this kid was doing on screen was absolutely crucial because of the fact that you do have reynolds as the adult version of the, of the character you had to nail this character and they did an absolutely wonderful job of nailing him uh, so, I mean, you know, like I said, you know, normally I would not tell you to let your kids watch Deadpool as a seven-year-old, especially as much as he apparently has, but it worked out for him really, really well and paid off really well, well for him. So, uh, you know, kudos to all of them for, for getting that taken care of. Oh, I was going to mention one more scene. The the final scene where they're throwing the baseball, that yes. was just fantastic. Yeah, it really was. I mean, you see them throwing the baseball, they're getting some moments that, you know, that 
they both missed with their dad because they didn't yeah because they, they, they lost him and you knew as soon as uh, as soon as the younger version overthrew him and he had to turn around he's like yep, that's where you're yeah. going away and they were gone so uh but yeah just really good stuff there and it was really awesome the way that when we get that scene that they showed at the earlier in, earlier in the movie between uh, young Adam and Jennifer Garner's I keep, we keep I need to tell her name she played Ellie Reed uh, so Jennifer Garner as Ellie Reed you know they're going through the bills and older Adam told him he said you know give your mom a hug for me uh, yeah. let her know and as he's walking away it just something in his head and obviously we know what it is. It's the older version of him telling him that that just sticks in him, and he goes back and gives a big old hug to his mother, and you know that was a, a huge moment as well. So, yeah, and I'm going to say my my parents are both gone. Had this movie come out closer to that, I probably would have been freaking. Bawling. Yeah, I know. My my mom died 16 years ago, uh, well, 15 years ago. So I would have been the same way if this if I'd seen that, you know, a year after she had passed away, I would yeah. have been in a, a puddle of tears at that. Yeah, point. I'll so. t- uh, I'll tell you just a really quick story. Grand Torino came out the same year my dad died, and there was uh-huh. a scene in that, and I was just like, I couldn't take it. Right, and oh, I, I-, I don't remember the last time I've like I'd never cried at a movie except for the dog movies, but like, you know. This is if you had lost a parent, you know, recently and watched this, I, that that those those couple scenes you mentioned, man, yeah. they, they would pull the heartstrings. They really would. They would absolutely pull on the heartstrings. So I can I can see how that would definitely be the case for people who were just experiencing something like it. But, and I and I, I got another question for you before uh, we move on to the categories. Did you did you watch this as a family? No, uh, my my daughter wasn't really interested in it. My son is basically, he's weird about movies. Uh, he doesn't, he's only one to watch Marvel stuff right now. Uh, okay. So uh, I asked him if they wanted to, neither one I wanted to. Uh, my wife just isn't into movies in general. So it was just me uh, watching well, it. Because mm-hmm. I, I thought, like, I watched this twice. Right. I enjoyed it as much the second time. Did you? Like, to me, this is a movie I would have watched as a kid over and over. Yeah, like I said, kids are kids are different. Well, I've, This is what I've discovered about uh, kids' movies. They go through things, at least with my kids. Like, there are times when my kids will want to watch every movie that possibly comes out. Uh, I mean, I, there were times when I was taking my son to the movies that it seemed like every weekend. Uh, and then there's this period where they kind of go through, and, ah, I don't really want to do that. I don't really care for it. Uh, my daughter is kind of in this stage where she loves to watch movies uh where she enjoys it and we i can find one that we uh that we're going to talk about is at the recommendations you know we watch it together when i find one that she she likes and she uh enjoys so this one just didn't appeal to them well i guess they have a lot more content than we they did. do they have a like, lot more <laughs> like we had to rent inner space every week because there was nothing else <laughs> and that's why we watched it over and over we didn't have all the content yeah know. i mean you don't realize that i mean that's what a huge thing nowadays is they just have so much that they can watch and you know unless it's really in that little niche that they're currently in they're not going to find it interesting and so like i said i i, I kind of hope that one of them at least would watch it with me but they didn't want to so no like, that's fine that's you, yeah. you have your things and we'll we'll do the things that we can when we do them together so all right, so let's go ahead and get into the awards, the categories for this uh, movie. Uh, first up, we have the Rachel, which is the star, the person who shines the most. Who was your Rachel in The Adam Project? I got to go with Walker Scoble. I wanted to go with him. I wasn't sure if I wanted to go with him or Ryan Reynolds. Uh, I went ahead with, with Ryan Reynolds, but go ahead and uh, go with, uh, tell us why you went with Walker. I feel like I'm repeating for our Matilda Lawler yeah. from Station Eleven. This does not work. If right. he's not good, 
Yeah, it doesn't. It, he had to be good. He had to be on point throughout the entire course of the movie, and he had to be just a little Ryan Reynolds. I mean, that's just what he had to be, and he does a spectacular job of it. And, you know, like I said, we, we talked about that a second ago. We'll see what he can do after this. Uh, you know, if this is just a one-hit wonder for him, I, you know, I hope not, But because I think he's got talent. So I was going to say, he seems to have the talent, to, yeah. but he may could do more. So, like I said, I'll be interested to see how his career plays out from, from this point on. So. And uh, if he stays off the drugs. Yeah, well, it's always the case with, 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 with kid actors. Hello, see? Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Well, you were incredible, too. Yes, yes, she was, and she was incredible as a young as a young actress, and it kind of went downhill for her. Uh, I did go with Ryan Reynolds uh, just because, I mean, he is the star. Right? I mean, in terms of, yeah. I mean, he just as much as you need. I mean, the, you could almost put the two together. Uh, I didn't want to do yeah, it. For this, that's I, true. I didn't want to do it for this film just because we don't have a whole lot of characters, uh, so I didn't put them together. So I went with uh, Ryan Reynolds here. I'll go with Walker Scobell later, but I went with Ryan Reynolds here. All right, who is your Joey, the person that you just like, not necessarily the star, but the person you just like regardless? So I did put people together. I went with Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Garner together. I okay. love them. I love 13 going on 30. Uh, they're just great together. They need to be in more stuff together. They need to be parents or dating. Right. Uh, they're just, I love both of them so much, and having them both in this movie just made it even better. Yeah, I went with Jennifer Garner as herself, uh, as L.A. Reid, Shane's mom, uh, not Shane's mom, as uh, Adam's mom. Uh, but yeah, she's spectacular, and we'll get, we'll talk about Mark Ruffalo when we get to uh, when we get to him on my portion of the awards. But yeah, Jennifer Garner, she does this, she does a spectacular job as a mom. I mean, she's had a career where she's played a secret agent, uh, where she's played a superhero as Electra, yeah. even though that wasn't a great movie. Uh, and now she, you know, she's found a way to play you know a mom that. And that's you know she she'll be around for a long time to be able to do a lot of different types of roles. So yeah, it'll be good for her. All right, your Chandler, your funny person. Who's the person that made you laugh the most? This is where I went with Ryan Reynolds. Okay, this he, is where I went he, with Walker Scoble. Yeah. All right, and we talked about both of them. So, but like yeah. I said, they were. I mean, like I said, they. It's makes sense that we both had them kind of uh, flip flopped, but because you could you'd go either way with both of them. Uh, yeah. I mean, Ryan Reynolds was making a laugh. Walker Scoble was making a laugh. They were both the stars. So, I mean, I mean, it's the Adam Project, and they're both Adams. So, I mean, like I said, yeah. you, you could swap them out however you wanted to, and we kind of did. So, uh, your Phoebe. Who is your Phoebe? The one that's a little bit hard to figure out, a little bit oddball person. Who's that? I went with Catherine Keener and Lori Guest as Sorian. Oh, okay. <laughs> as both of them. Because <laughs> the, the, the de-aging, the face issues, the switching of the face uh, it was confusing and just weird. Yeah, it was. There was, like I said, they they brought in the younger actress, and like I said, you're you're correct. I mean, it's it's kind of hard to figure out. This is with Mark Ruffalo, just because you you don't really figure out what he's going to be at first. You know, he's arguing with his son uh, when they just get back from the future. When they've just gotten to him from the future, you don't know if he's really going to come back and help him. Uh, so that's the reason I went with him. Uh, he look, he was spectacular. Though. I don't want to minimize that i don't want people thinking i didn't like it because he was absolutely wonderful as a scientist because that's just a role he seems to play really really well uh we got it when he did uh bruce banner uh as the hulk uh, so he's been spectacular in those roles and he's spectacular in this as well and you know when he comes around and he realizes that he still needs to help out his son whether it's the older version or the younger version uh, and he obviously he picks up pretty quickly that he's going to die 
Uh, he doesn't know how yeah. he's going to die. He knows that he's not going to be there. And it, that has to be a hard thing for right. for him to process, you know, that something's going to happen and he's not going to be there. And he knows it's going to be pretty soon because the younger version of Adam is only four years away in the future. So, uh, you know, he does he does a spectacular job of that. And, you know, when they got the – you mentioned this earlier when they bring out the the gloves and the baseball, you know, just heartwarming moments, and they just really nail those. All right, who is your Monica, the person who has a role to play that pushes the story along and maybe not the best person, not your favorite, maybe not necessarily the star, but a really crucial role regardless? Uh, Zoe Zaldana. Yeah. Um, she's fantastic in everything she's in. Yeah, and I went with Zoe Saldana as well. She plays Laura Shane, and she is, you know, she's not, you know, like I mentioned earlier, she's not in this movie a whole lot, which surprised me. When I, yeah. when I heard she was going to be in this film, I thought she'd be in it quite a bit. But, you know, she's kind of one of the reasons why why Ryan Reynolds is doing, or Adam, I keep saying that, why Adam is doing what he's doing as an adult. The reason he's doing it is because, you know, he wants to save his wife. And he ends up having to do it twice because he thinks she's dead before she ever shows up. But, yeah, she's she is the driving She's the driving force for basically Adam uh, throughout the course of this movie, and that's the reason why her her character is so important. And I was going to say, I one of the reasons you may want to do this movie is to get in with Ryan Reynolds because mm-hmm. he probably likes to use the same people, and Sean Levy. Yeah, he and, likes to use a lot. So probably even if it's a smaller part, probably good to get in with this group. Yeah, it would be because apparently they're going to be working a lot together because they're getting ready yeah. to. Uh, they did this. They did Free Guy together, uh, which we'll be talking about for a midweek episode, and they're going to do Deadpool three together uh, as well. So uh, looks like they're enjoying working together. So and, and they do a good job together. To say yeah, least. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, who's Ross, your least favorite character of the show? Okay. I went with a person we haven't mentioned yet, uh, Christos Alex Maleri, the uh, Saurian's uh, henchman. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he, he just didn't – I wasn't giving a big impression of him regardless, but why'd you go yeah. with him? Because uh, there was like six characters, and I used uh, <laughs> Jennifer Garner and uh, Mark Ruffalo as the Joey. Yeah, that's right. It's just you don't realize just how small of a, of a cast yeah. this is until you yeah. start. When I was thinking, I, so I was looking at when I was doing this, like, man, this is a small cast. Uh, but this is where I went with Catherine Kenyer as Maya Sori. And like I said, she's she is you can she's a good villain, but just in terms of the intimidation factor, which I mentioned earlier, she just didn't really. That I didn't get from her, and that's the reason why I ended up going with her as as the Ross. I don't think it's because she does a bad performance. I do believe that a lot of it is just because of the fact of the writing. Uh, like I said, I don't think it's a, it's a Catherine Keener problem. I think it's more of a writing problem in this in this instance. But that's just me. All right, rating. We give everything we review on here when we ever wrap up a movie or a season of television. We rate the thing that we have just watched. We either give it a Game of Thrones, which is the best of the best. Lost, which is just beneath uh, the Game of Thrones. Uh, in the middle is Friends. Right below Friends is Full House. And at the bottom of the barrel, only if you're desperate, uh, Baywatch, where is the Adam Project on our rating system for you? I have it as Lost. I, I really like this. I watched it again. I enjoyed it again. I probably would watch this again. It's not It's not the greatest movie, but it's, it's solid. It hits some nostalgia vibes for me. Love the chemistry. I, I went with the Lost. Yeah, I went with Friends. Uh, it's, it's, it's middle of the road for me. Like I said, there were things I liked about it, but there were also a lot of things that just didn't work for me. Uh, and that's the reason I ended up going with the Friends. Like I said, I enjoyed it overall. And the Friends rating for me is something you enjoy for the most part, but just there are some flaws with it that uh 
that I just felt like I needed to acknowledge. That's the reason I went with it. Uh, so it was a friends for me and a loss for you. So I think, that, like I said, it's it's good. I don't want people coming away from this thinking that I hated this movie because I didn't. I enjoyed it, but it's not one that I'm just going to seek out on a consistent basis. If that makes any sense. All right. We also do recommendations in our opening week uh, opening week show. So what are some things you're going to recommend for our listeners? So I've got two. Okay. The first one is The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel Season 4. Uh, it's finally back. Uh, I remember it's been like three years. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember liking Season 3 as much. Season 1 is one of the best seasons of TV ever. Yeah, I've, I've watched Season 1. I like Season 1. For some reason, I never picked it up for Season 2 or 3. For some reason. I don't know but, why. <laughs> but I thought Season 4 was back to being great. Was it? Really, really, really enjoyed it. So yeah. I would uh, highly recommend it if you wanted to get back into it. And this... There's this is uh, there's one more season coming up. Okay. Uh, so I, I really enjoyed. And that's on Amazon one, Prime. So that's yeah. on Amazon Prime. Right. My second one is a a recommend, not recommend. I don't know what the heck I just watched. It was the erotic thriller Deep Water. Oh really? Okay. Which is Ben Affleck and Anna de Arnas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who is from, uh, you would recognize her from The Maid, from Knives Out. Yes. It is directed by Adrian Lam, who is the uh, the the godfather of erotic thrillers. Yes, he yes. did like Nine and a Half Weeks, uh, Fatal Attraction. Yeah. His last movie was uh, Unfaithful. Okay. Yeah, I think he also did, uh, did he do Indecent Proposal? Did yes, he, he did, did that too, yeah. yeah. So he's, all yeah, he's done a ton of these. And this and is his first movie in like 20 years or something like that, isn't it? Yes, this first movie in 20 years. For some reason, it got pushed to Hulu. I know why. <laughs> I've heard about it. I've not seen it. Uh, it got really, really mixed reviews. So I wasn't really sure if I wanted to watch it. I, I, I it was... It's it's worth watching because it's uh, Ben Affleck is interesting in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anna is, is really, really good. And it has... An ending that you're gonna be like, what? <laughs> so I just want to warn you all that. Okay. You may even be angry, but I still think it's worth watching because it's just weird. Okay, I'll, I'll, like I said, I've heard that. That is what I've heard consistently about it. That it is just kind of weird, especially at the end. So yeah, it's I, it starts out slow, picks up, and you're like, okay, okay, I got this. And then the ending, you're like, what? What? <laughs> what? what? I'll, I'll I'll definitely have to check it out. So I'll, I'll, I may not get to it for a while because we got a lot of things that we got to watch and cover. So and, and hide the kids. You don't. They don't need to be well, watching yeah. this one. I, I could tell just based off of who who made it. I was like, yeah, I probably need to <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. watch this by myself. Uh, my recommendations. I kind of have. I have two things I'm recommending, and I have a third that I am not recommending. Look, I'll, let's go ahead and put that one first. If you watch this and you think, hey, you know what? I want to catch some Ryan Reynolds stuff. Let me go back and check out that Green Lantern movie. I, I I heard it wasn't great, but maybe it is better than I thought. No, it is not. It is terrible. <laughs> so if you're planning to go back and watch the Green Lantern because this piqued your interest in Ryan Reynolds, no, look, Ryan Reynolds is okay in that film. He's not great, but he's okay. But that is a terrible, terrible film. Uh, I mean, the, if you're going to make a Green Lantern film, and I don't know how familiar you are with the character of Green Lantern, but if not, not familiar. Basically, the, the the power set of Green Lantern is he can create anything uh, with his with his ring, and so if you're going to do this film, you got to have good visual effects, and the visual effects suck <laughs> in the Green Lantern. Uh, I mean, they absolutely suck, and the story is just dumb. Uh, they don't do a really good job of. I mean, he is a, when you look at Ryan Reynolds, you think he is Hal Jordan, who's the actual uh, character in in the story, but he's it's just not a good movie. It, it is not everything that was written about that film is. 100% correct. 
And I remember uh, it had a really good, like, Peter Sarsgaard is the mm-hmm. bad guy. It's yeah. fantastic guy. Blake Lively. I mean, yeah. it's, that's it how they should have been good. Yeah, yeah, that's how they met is, is yeah. through, that, through that film. So, uh, But, yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. Uh, but my actual recommendations, uh, what's been in, uh, kind of resurfaced a lot, and you and I have rewatched this recently, is the Defender Saga is what it is now called, uh, which were the Netflix Marvel shows uh but they're now on disney plus uh they've been talked about a lot here recently because they have made their move to disney plus uh so if you didn't watch them when they were on netflix and you want to go back and watch them they are now on disney plus you can catch them as what's called the defender saga Uh, i really liked daredevil is spectacular it is absolutely spectacular it may be the best best marvel live action series out there that is including all the stuff that is that marvel has done since disney plus came to be uh, it's great. Jessica Jones is really, really good. Uh, Nip, uh, Luke Cage is good. Iron Fist sucks. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and tell you that much. Iron Fist is absolutely terrible, but uh, there's a lot of good stuff. So, I know how many of those have you watched? I only watched the Daredevil series, and I loved it. And I was like, my when it ended, my wife was like, I hate that this is over. Yeah, it, it, the only issue is they're all 13 episodes long. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they kind of, they kind of drag at points, and the reason they that they're all 13 episodes long is because. Netflix determined back when they made these things that 13 was like the magic number for them. So that's the reason they ended up doing 13 episodes for everything. Uh, except for Defenders. The the limited series Defenders, that is only eight episodes long. So I'm not really sure why they did that. But And, and I know there's, I keep seeing this on like the Cinema Blend and these like clickbait. They keep talking about Netflix is going to, I'm mean, sorry, Disney Plus is going to make a Daredevil show. I really hope they bring the same people back, like Froggy yeah. and the other people, because that was the, that core cast was really good. Yeah, it really was. The people who played Foggy and played I can't remember the girl's name uh, that was in it. I but, can't either. She was from True Blood, was the actress, but yeah. she was really good too. She was good, and obviously uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as uh, King oh, man. Ben was, was yes. spectacular. So, uh, but I will say the best villain in all of those movies was David Tennant as. Uh, I can't remember, uh, Kilgrave and Jessica Jones. I mean, Jessica. I, I like the. I like Jessica. Jessica Jones. But that first season with with David Tennant as Kilgrave is spectacular. I mean, it, it is worth watching that entire season, regardless of what you think of the character of Jessica Jones, because she's kind of weird. Uh, but just watching David Tennant perform as Kilgrave is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, it is worth it just for that. And I else. love David Tennant, too. So. Yeah, and he's really, really good in that. Uh, my other one is something that I said I was looking forward to. I uh, told you I wanted to see if Pixar could prove me wrong, and they did. Uh, Turning Red is really good. Uh, it's, I mean, everything they're writing about is spectacular. The one issue that I have is just people are, are bashing it because... And I hate it because, you know, you know, I consider myself a Christian, you know, I try to go to church and that group is really coming after it because they're saying that it's, uh, it's promoting like disrespecting to your parents and stuff like that. No, it's not what it's doing. What they're, what it's doing is just showing that, you know, a 13 year old girl, which is what is in the, is in the movie and mothers will sometimes have issues and they will sometimes not get along and there will be there will be arguments and that's just is part of growing up and that's just what that movie is all about it's it's coming of age story and part of coming of age especially for teenage girls is they typically don't always get along with their parents i mean that's just part of it so like i said but it's a it's a fantastic movie it is absolutely what i like about pixar is yes they make children's movies but they make good films 
I mean, that's just what they do. I mean, yeah, it's, they're geared more towards children. Uh, but me and my daughter watched it. We we asked, this is you know you asked me about uh, if we watched Adam Projects, man. We she and I watched that one together, and we absolutely loved it. It was spectacular, wonderful. You know, the they one of the things that a lot of people also aren't liking is the fact that when she first starts turning into a panda, the mother thinks that. Uh, what she's trying to hide from her is that she has her period, and that's another thing that people don't like is that they actually mention that type of stuff in there, which is stupid if you're if you're complaining uh, about that. Come on. But uh, but yeah, so it, like I said, we enjoy. I, I loved it. It was absolutely spectacular. Uh, I kind of wish it had been in theaters because it would have been fun to watch in theaters too. To be honest. Well, I was going to say, don't don't worry. The atheists are just as bad about complaining on IMDb. When I see a bad review, I'm like, all right, which side is tanking this one? And it's usually somebody. It usually is. You're right about that. There's normally one group that has an, has an issue with something. They try to tank it, and that's always the case. So, All right, anything else you want to add before we head off and get ready to do our midweek episode? No, glad everybody joined us again, and look forward to talking to you next time. That's right, and like I said earlier in the show, we will be uh, discussing in our midweek episode, if you have not watched it yet, Free Guy. You can watch it on both HBO Max and Disney+. Plus. I'm not really sure how they work that deal out, where it's on both of them, but it is on both. So if you don't have one or the other, you can watch it on at least one of them. So uh, We will be discussing it in our midweek episode, and we hope that you watch it and then come back to us on Wednesday to check it out as well. So until then, as always, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.